0: Our Lord and our God, we give thanks unto thee again, before God, marvelous and providential gift. We thank thee, our Father, that day after day thou dost retain his breath and, and protect us. And so, our God, and cometh to thy presence, we thank thee, We come also mindful, our Father, that one of our number has gone home to be the deed. We thank thee, for in his cursor and Walter's faith. And we thank thee, our Father, now he has eternal life, and the joy of reunion with loved ones long since lost. We pray that thou would be with still and with all her loved ones with comfort and the strength of death, and day by day to sustain them with thy grace. We give thanks unto thee, our Father, that Thou art heavenly, a very present health time of me. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be moved, though the mountains gave with us dwelling thereof. For thou, the Lord of hosts, art with us. Thou art our refuge. Our God is thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Our scripture is Leviticus eighteen. Verses 23 through 30, and on subject to reality. Leviticus 18, 23 through
1: 30.
0: Neither shalt thou lie with envy, and defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before beast to lie down, thereto it is confusion. Defile not yourselves, ye yourselves, in any of these things, but all things to are defiled, which I cast out before you. Hmm. The land is defiled. Therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye he shall therefore keep my judgment, and my judgment and shall not commit any of these abominations. Neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled. The land spew not you out also when he defileth, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that the in them, shall be cut off from among their Therefore shall ye keep my heart and please that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. The crime of this is cited not only in this passage, but also in Exodus 22, 19 in Leviticus, 20 verses 15 and 16, and in Deuteronomy 27, verse 21. As our scripture cited, it was the practice of the Canaanite nations that were cast out before Israel. The death penalty is required for this offense for both man and beast. If the death penalty is not explicit for this and for other perversions, the land is polluted, and the earth, God declares, promise out the degenerate people. According to scripture, when Adam and Eve fell, the whole earth felt the effect of the fall. The earth shared in the consequences of man's sins. And it reacts to man's degeneracy. Beyond a certain point, the earth itself is polluted. And it casts out, is promised out, it should happen. Now that reality is common to many nations of antiquity, but only to the advanced cultures. Nowadays it's treated as though, well, While it was a phase in man's evolution, and we are told it belongs to backward people. who mm-hmm. can't find it, for example, in the
1: primitive,
0: so-called primitive, or backward cultures of Africa or of the Americas but rather in advanced cultures of antiquity and of today. In every place where we encounter it, it is a religion practice. The rationale of it, I dealt with in my study, the religion of revolution. Every non-biblical faith is evolutionary. There is no doctrine of creation outside of the Bible. Now, an evolutionary faith believes that man rose out of a primeval chaos. So, you know, the source of man, the source of the world, of all things, is out of chaos. Now, where man sees the source of all things and the power of all things, there he looks for regeneration, for revival, for renewal. And if man believes, in terms of the doctrine of evolution, that chaos is the source of all things, he looks at chaos for renewal. He looks downward, downward for vigor, strength, strength, for power, vitality, not upward. As a result, the basic religious revival of ancient world was the Saturnalians. It went by different names in different cultures. But it was a time of national and personal renewal, regeneration. It was two great official required. Revival means of all of the pagan nations in antiquity. During the Saturnalia, which went by different names in different countries, all normal law and order was abolished. A condemned convict was taken out of the prison and made the king during the festival. The requirement of the Saturnalia was obligatory adultery, incest, homosexuality, <laughs> every kind of perversion imaginable. Why? Because these were acts of chaos, of confusion, or as... And can also be uh, translated, perversion. And since chaos was the source of creation, the source of the universe, that was where power was to be found. And so, the revival of the ancient world was this Saturnalia with its religious practice of all these perversions. After a result, as a apostate man in the ancient world without his culture and his religion, he developed his best as a religious right. So we find it only in the advanced civilization. The of God is, God, is God. And if God indeed, as scripture declares, created heaven and earth and all things therein, then man must look upwards to God for regeneration, for guidance, for strength. And man must then conform himself to God's law, word. But if chaos is up, and all things evolve out of chaos, then man must look downwards to chaos for his strength and for his regeneration. That reality was thus important to develop paganism. and it was not, as I have already stated, found in the simple, backward, drive. It yes. was prominent in advanced pagan cultures, and because of the doctrine of evolution, it is again becoming prominent in our culture. It is practiced as a matter of principle. In a variety of groups, it is still supposed that, but increasingly, books are written to advocate this practice, and these unfortunately, are written by doctors and psychiatrists. It is increasingly promoted in literature, and now also in some movies. In fact, there is a current movie, which has not yet appeared here, the whole theme of which is that sensuality. However, there were legal forces at work to prevent anything being shown in the picture. Mm-hmm. It was the FQCA. It set in to protect the case in the case. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, of course, has been done by the law to protect the case. There is more over a long history of association. Of reality with revolutionary views and with good reason. Because the whole system of revolution in the modern age as well and age as in the ancient world is mm-hmm. social regeneration through total chaos. Destroy everything, produce mm-hmm. total chaos and you'll have paradise coming forth. And of course Marx has no program for this post revolutionary mm-hmm. world. Marx Program was a total revolution, destroy everything, and then automatically paradise emerged. As a result, revolutionary movements, because of their faith in chaos, have very commonly been involved in a variety of perversions including theologies. It is important to note now. Many of the defectors have been involved in such acts. A few years ago, two very prominent members of the United States National Security Agency suddenly defected and went beyond behind the, the Iron Curtain. After they defected, it was revealed but very quickly by out, that both were homosexuals and both given very strongly to act about that reality. The present sexual revolution is experimenting extensively with his life. Dr. whom I've cited previously, has pleaded for abolition of this moral yoke. He uses expression. The prohibition begins in the action of sexuality and syndicates the act as war and war. The Bible calls this act confusion, or as the Berkeley version translates perversion. Now the element of perversion is in the act. In other words, man is affirming in this act his faith that chaos is ultimate. the chaos is the source of revival of regeneration. But he is also thereby saying he is anti-God. And so he is deliberately denying the law of God, denying that God is a creator. Thus, the element of deliberate perversion this is always changed the act and through the religious aspect of the act. For example, we're all not, not familiar with the common expression cleanliness is next to godliness, it comes out of the purity. But today, those who are denying godliness are also denying and cleanliness are The greatest denial of The Marquis of God, in one of his major works, gives a long catalog of some cases of a variety of aspects of reality and the variety of animals he used, and justifies this as well. And I have but this is also an aspect. Of the underworld of revolution of our day, he justified meaning of human race as an erotic pleasure, and he declared that it is, and I'm quoting him, the very uncleanness of the act. Unquote, was it was defiling himself, and because man was supposed to be the image of God, it was a way of defiling himself, God himself. Now some years ago in the twenties and thirties, there was a writer on the staff of the New Republic, Kenneth Burke, who, like all those associated with the New Republic, was very much for the less. But Kenneth Burke wrote an essay once in which he described some of the things that were taking place around him and which disturbed him. And while we cannot agree with his atheistic framework, we can agree with him in Saying that he put his finger on what was going on and gave it the right name. John said that there was a kind of new revivalism upward in the modern world, and what was it? It was a belief in conversion downward. What the practitioners of the old school, he said, were practicing was revival upward. That is, conforming man, converting man to God. But the new revivalism, he said, is conversion mm-hmm. downward. This conversion downward is an extensive fact of modern life and education, of modern religion. Vitality knowledge is thought downward. And it is seen as these... The of things as the cure-all for everything. For society, for chaos, for man, so for male innocence, practice of perversion, that will renew you. Wherever you turn, you find that the new school is advocating its conversion downward as the source of renewal. And it is being done more and more openly. It is very interesting that in the last few days, a movie being advertised very extensively in our newspapers, big ads, is simply titled The Marquis of God. And it presents him as a visionary and a revolutionary. He are, incidentally, not only the most total pervert in all history, but an ugly, flat code of a person. Totally impossible. But so this is what it says. Here's mm-hmm. the attitude of the 20th century, born in the 18th century. Behind the legend of Swiss, <laughs> the and evil, they were not legends, they were truths. What is his prophetic theory of personal liberty? Behind the condemned writings were the attacks on a degenerate establishment, it was on Christians. He's a Arrested for criminal outrages, the imprisoned were running away with his wife's sister. condemned to the guillotine during the French Revolution, he spent nearly half his life behind bars. Yet he never lost the conviction that laws and repression were the army beyond all orders. Kill me or take me as I am, for I shall not take change. as God. Of course, God was not against the law. The fact that he felt that murder was perfectly legitimate, it was infringing on yes. your civil liberties or personal liberties if you were denied the right to kill as well. Now, here is the prized fervor, of law of history, given to eating human waste and given to bestiality. Laurie Kenneth, who is portrayed now as the prophet 20th century, and as a great champion of liberty, and a handsome man used to depict one of the ugliest, physically ugliest characters of the modern world. What is the purpose of this film? Uh, And almost any film on uh, the moody pages of the paper in the last week or two conversion downward. Conversion, doubt. Yeah. He is abroad with Christ, our God. His pleasure in the very uncleanness of the act. The greater the confusion or perversion, the greater the delight. There was a desire on his part, as well as on the part of many such people today, to prove that man is no more than an animal. The desire to reduce man to an animal is a part of the evolutionary phase of our day. One of the most popular books of the last few years was Jedman Morris's The Naked Age. In February of 1968, it was the book of the Selection. The, the whole thesis of the book was, of course, that man is a product of evolution and he is simply another agent. Now, of course, another book has been written to prove that the age is really more human than men. Uh, Uh, A part of this same kind of thinking was behind a major scientific expedition of the Soviet Union. I made passing reference to this a few weeks ago. In 1925, not too long after the revolution... A large number of Soviet scientists were heavily subsidized by the Soviet Union and sent to Africa. On this, proved that evolution was true by and animation. This expedition was headed by Professor Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. Of the whole thing was an abysmal and total failure. When they returned a year later, the Soviet Union declared that the ship was lost with all hands and aids in the Black
1: Sea.
0: So that there were no survivors, they declared. In other words, no one was allowed to live in order to report the fiasco. Today, this state is systematically propagated far more than most people realize. By a variety of books, pornographic movies, and instruction books. The systematic propagation of this faith is a part of the belief in conversion downward. This is logical. If man does not believe in God, humanistic man must then look downward on his revival. For his regeneration. What he will do thereby is to turn the world into chaos. But we, in terms of God's regenerating power and his law, words, must turn ourselves in this world into conformity with God. We must look upward all the more. We must apply the law, word of God in every area of life bring every spirit of thought into captivity of God, whether in church, stage, true, or everyday life. Neither man nor society can ever stand shift. They either move in terms of conforming themselves to God, in terms of conversion upward, or in terms of conversion downward. When a generation... Makes a man like the Marquis of his prophet. When books are written in numbers every year glorifying him, and plays are playing, glorifying him, and now movies presenting him as a prophet of our he knows the judgment is near on this generation. That they are polluting the land, and God will bring judgment upon them. All the more He moves us there as believers in the whole counsel of God. We declare that whole counsel and determine every spirit of life is in conformity to the law, word of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give thanks unto thee for thy sovereign birth. We thank thee that thou art on the throne, and that thy judgment is sure. We thank thee, our Father, that thou who didst cast out the Canaanites and and didst bring judgment upon the Roman Empire, Babylon, and Assyria of old, thou art unchanged. Thine arm has not become shortened, nor of our power to in it, though our God be a thy of our justice. Strength announce and prepare us, our Father, of the difficult daily head for the past of three and decent purposes. that we may bring ourselves so and in our institutions and our families, everything, conformity formative, our law. So that the kingdoms of this world might become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. Let us do this purpose we complete in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Any questions Sam? Yes? Well, actually, you bring you down here, I just, in bringing down I just wanted to take a
1: comment. Yesterday morning, I was looking over the new fall series of children's programs that were done the And I'm going to words. And the words was violent, murderous, all in the form of things that this is a new strategy going on. for were children. One program in the it was a robbery from the heart museum uh, of uh, uh, and then the humor mm-hmm. of it was with measure or another. It was just unbelievable there was a real pattern through each one of these programs all on different channels and I mean some other people might mm-hmm. like use to uh, look people over and imagine what the you know, third of the children in the United States set up on Saturday morning and they sit plenty of them for hours. Yes, the real, no, true,
0: but realize too, what seems to be there next Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Uh, because today, in most churches, they are using the language of conversion and uh, being born again and so on, but they are putting a new content in it in terms of conversion downward. They have divisions the of the evangelism. They talk about uh, all of these are the things that evangelicals do, they put a new meaning in the words, and it is in terms of the version downward. That's why they can expel the revolution at one and the same time as a part of their evangelism. Yes. Well, uh, of course, you find that they. Evangelism. What does the evangelism and the revival and the rebirth they talk about mean? Into a social concept. It means if you're born again, you get into the revolution. It's a conversion downward. You replace law with love. You become spirit-filled, which means you are beyond the word and beyond uh, law. You are now in the third age, as it were. Uh, This will have in the uh, velocity theory with the E.1.35, but this kind of language is consistently used. You find in the very grand crusade that there is a merging, a plugging, a fading off between the conversion upward and the conversion downward. They're somehow being brought together because... Recently, at a conference, his associates spoke on the need for a revolutionary evangelism, and Billy Graham said, Amen. That concludes everything his associates said. But very definitely, your contemporary evangelism in the major churches is oriented to this conversion power, because for them there is no God above. Yeah.
1: Well along this line I haven't really been following Billy Grandson to said too much because we had a video in this and I heard one comment it was the one comment is the one comment the news and to broadcast. But the comment that he made that they picked up was many young people today have a hearing to be like Christ. Now I just wonder what you know what that I mean, yeah. He's
2: got, he's got yeah. <laughs> um, I know a gentleman, Marion Reynolds, who probably knows, and has a a at the conference on evangelism about uh, two to workshop. One of the ones that he attended in the uh the first the take, uh, was introducing sensitivity training in the very uh, it was pretty really wicked training, but uh, in the day, sitting around in, in a yeah, circle and discussing their sins and, and having them over among one another, they used a number of other things. One was uh, painting on newspapers and FSBs, another was painting on cardboard boxes like drums, uh, a coffee house that was trying to do the <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. of common, uh, very, very definitely. Later. yes. very definitely. It's, uh I like to come in on what the lady just said about
0: what uh I think I heard the same thing, uh, in uh regard to what the agreement entered. He was on one of these uh West the and National Programs there's interviewing him. And he uh, was thinking, he was talking about me he that he's gone, but whether they know it or not, of course no. they are trying to be like fancy and after all. They are dressing and they are uh, acting like friends right in the it? And it was my after he mentioned to us that it was during the the period of uh Renaissance is- and other yes. When these uh artistic pictures were made of Christ with a long hair. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the time of Christ at all. No, the short hair was very definitely uh, the commonplace thing in the time of oh, our Lord. Very, very short. Now, that's not me beyond all
1: we I could not because I'm quite a fan of Billy uh, Graham of, uh, because I think he has done probably
2: a lot of good. But when he was so naive not to examine, this as any culture or this is any closer. <laughs>
0: and come on the uh, television, and make statements like that. The sinner is never trying to be like Christ. He is against Christ. He is moving in the other direction. So to speak of anyone, young or old, who is not in Christ, though they are trying to be like him in any sense, it's ridiculous.
1: Yes. In connection
2: with the life about the short letter, uh, Many of us remember us, sir, at all those times, were furnished with us. you, The one that uh, came to mind when we talked about the short hair was the one that said, Hey, all the mighty seeds, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> we know from pictures of the
0: period, from statuary, from accounts of the period, that as a matter of fact, the hair was worn, Exceedingly short, uh, and the usual style was it was too short to comb, except under the bunch of In Rome, they were usually clean shaven, and in most of the empire, uh, some of the Hebrews were that way, some were bearded. But uh, by and large, a very short hair was the rule. And it was not uncommon for them to shave it off periodically and just let it grow to a short length. Yes. No, it does not. It's just that we know from so many, many things that this was generally the rule of the day. We have not only in the Roman paintings pictures of what the Romans were like, but we have from time to time pictures of, uh, some of the Jews and other people from Palestine, and, uh, basically they're not much different. But does a man's tradition run? Oh, yes. Uh, St. Paul makes it clear that it's a disgrace in a man, so that, uh, you know from St. Paul's statement that this was not the process in his day. so that he could say, uh, this is something that everybody knows, that uh, short hair is natural to a man, and long hair to a woman. Now, he wouldn't have said that if there were any variations of practice then. There were none. Yes?
2: Well, I, uh, I often that to the theater, and then, the seemed like an unnatural thing, but, uh, I was a part of my list, and, uh, I like not correct me because you're a scholar, but I, I read it was very grand, it was True, his men. Okay. Uh, And this was uh, yeah. I
0: that, i it, been <laughs> 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 well, oh, uh, it, it, it is true. Alexander the Great uh, had his man clean shaven. Uh, I think partly it was personal preference on his part, and partly he used the excuse that in battle no one can grab your beard. Well, if they're close enough to grab your beard, then Sad, you, uh, they're too close anyway. You don't <laughs> let anyone get that close what they can do it. He so used that excuse. But Alexander was clean shaven, and his army by and large was. Yes. <coughs> I wonder who else saw the, uh, what George
2: was paper about when the was called with Congress, there could be among a group of people that was a small group of hippies that uh, were sandals and long bearded and gowns and everything like that. And they were making a lot of noise in Congress, until so they were actually The American trying to were talking about. And one of our congressmen, not from this state but from another state, got mm. up and said, Julie, we must invite you back in because they look like anybody I've in my life, i
1: <laughs> We <laughs> He has a long time and he uh, has a
0: little bit and, 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 uh, and, and, and to a young girl so but I am I am a 10th and a 5th. My... Well, this is the time kind of life that we have you see. As I mother pointed out some time ago, the walking life movement which began in the latter part of the Middle Ages under the leadership of the Abbot walking of Laura Provocated, an idea that is increasingly popular in our age. And the thesis of the Abbot walking was that the history of the world should be divided into three ages. The first was the age of the father and of the Old The second was the age of the son and of race. The third age is the death age and the age of the spirit, when every man is his own God and every man... Uh, is filled with the Spirit and is mm-hmm. in self-perfect and uh, all-loving and so on. Now, this third-age mentality has uh, infected uh, every aspect of our life today. It is the time in the philosophy uh, of
2: 170
0: years ago, and it infected karma monsters, infected the churches, so the churches... Uh, well, you have the Pentecostal kind of movement, which in its early days was quite vocal about being anti-scriptor. Uh, you weren't found by the letter. You were filled with the spirit. And, of course, uh, even evangelicalism is very largely infected by this belief that it has to be beyond the law. We're in the realm of the spirit, in the age of the spirit, and what we need is a spiritual kind of religion, which somehow, somehow is above and beyond scripture and is above and beyond the daily responsibilities that god lays upon us is a demonic thing it has done much harm to the cause of Christ. and we need to get back to the whole counsel of god this three age philosophy from the beginning has been a death of god's philosophy and unfortunately there's not an area of our modern world where this uh third age
1: philosophy
0: or this third world philosophy is not to be found is degree. Well, our time yes. Yes, yes. you just feeling the law of and this is
1: the most
2: important
1: thing. I nice.